The following podcast is brought to you by Lady Norland's Cajun Cafe, RVA's favorite Cajun hideaway, in the fan at the corner of Maine and Stafford. Find out more at ladynorlands.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. Good evening, everybody. It is good to be back with you on with you live. Welcome to VCU Rams Rewind, sponsored by Lady Nolans. Get yourself down there in the fan. Get some good Cajun food. And thank you, everybody, for watching. It's just it's nice to be on with you guys live again. It was nice that we're cooperated for once. And this will be a little bit of an interesting one because while I'm doing this, I'm watching the LaSalle-St. Bonaventure overtime. So I will I will be doing maybe a little bit of little bit of play-by-play or as much as I can given that I've got the, the, the sound off. Uh, LaSalle led... And it's, it's, it's thanks to other people in the game thread at the VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly group that pointed me to the fact that, oh my gosh, LaSalle was actually winning this game. They actually led by as many as a dozen in the second half. They're now down four in the overtime, just over three minutes to go as uh, they trigger back in. And, and let me start with that in this regard. You'll probably hear a lot of people say it was only George Washington. George Washington struggling. There were parts of this game tonight where – they're a team and they have a lot of transfers that they all looked like they'd showed up yesterday and barely introduced themselves to each other. They were struggling that bad. But VCU could have been caught looking ahead. St. Bonaventure was caught looking ahead tonight. They may end up winning this game. They just got a turnover. They've got the ball up four as they're getting about the halfway through the overtime. But VCU – did, you know they kept their eyes on the ball tonight and end up smashing George Washington and and again you know early they missed some layups and I thought they were a little bit you know helter skelter and stop start and and it, it, it's funny because as the half wore on they definitely played better but I didn't think they were playing fantastic and then I look at the score at the under four timeout in the first half and they got 38 points and I'm sort of sitting there going well how the hell did that happen? So they really got rolling in the game there, and it, it didn't feel that way. I'll be honest. I, I didn't think it felt that way at all, but they really did get rolling it, rolling uh, in the first half. And, I mean, you look at the first half numbers, um, number, the, the, the two things that jump out at you. One, they just slaughtered George Washington on the backboard in the first half, 27-13, to 13, plus seven on offensive – plus seven on offensive rebounds, you know. And while they didn't make a lot of points out of the second-chance points there uh, as a result of that, ooh, and a late foul call just, just helped uh, GW. Oh, no, okay, I guess they called uh, I guess they called uh, three seconds on. I thought they called a foul on. Uh, no, they did. They did call a foul on LaSalle, a very late call. Ooh, controversial. Uh, probably pretty good for St. Bonaventure. And But anyway, you know, VCU slaughtered them on the backboard, forced a bunch of turnovers. So VCU got 10 more shots than GW in the first half and made it count. And, and, and GW just looked at time. They could barely get the ball up the floor. They had 13 turnovers in the first half. You know, Bishop, 
who is a pretty who is a decent player, uh, couldn't couldn't get the ball up to floor to save his life. Neither could Lindo. I mean, it was it was a real it was a real struggle for them in that for them in the first half. And it's kind of amazing they only had five turnovers in the second half, uh, and VCU ended up getting almost as many turnovers as them. But it was just it was really just dominant from VCU in that first half. But again, as we've kind of seen before, last couple of minutes of the first half didn't play well. So they they went in at the locker room and they're up twenty. I was actually kind of disappointed. You know, I thought that was a very low end of what they should have been ahead. And I think, and, and then they started out second half pretty well, which is sometimes that's been a problem. But I think Rhodes really got into them because they just drifted so badly and were making some mistakes uh, at the end of that first half. And then they got going a little bit in the second half. And then you had really, and of course, part of this was, and it's understandable because you got to worry about minutes for these guys. And you got to try to save them where you can. I think you took Baldwin and Williams out of the game, and they really, really, really struggled. Christian uh, Ferrace says Joe Bamisil is a punk. Uh, I would like to for you to explain that because I don't know was it, I, if there was a specific incident. I would like an explanation for it because because again, I was I was paying attention for a good chunk of the game, but once it got way out of hand, and I saw and. and Everybody tipped me off to what was going on. St. Bonaventure LaSalle. I've been playing. I've been playing more, paying more attention to that. Um, it's, I'm sorry to hear that. Since Bamisil's got local ties, what is he went to Monacan, and uh, he had a tough night too. Uh, Bamisil. Uh, you know, he only he actually he dropped the ball well from the field, but he didn't get a lot of sh- like he only got one shot in the first half, I think, or one shot in the second half. Uh, Bamisil. He got ended up with 11 points, which is, I guess, not that bad. But I think he would have liked to have a better return than that. Uh, let's see here. And, oh, by the way, it's uh, – say LaSalle's just hit a three to cut it to uh, 79-76 in the last minute. Oh, Bruce Stevenson says he flipped off the student section. That's that's not great. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Can't be doing that. Can't be doing that. Uh, Got to be better than that. Uh, and and I imagine Jamie and Christian will probably say something to him about that because that's not the kind of program he runs. And uh, if he saw it or heard about it, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Uh, you know, give Bamisil the correct mental adjustment there not to do that. But yeah, v- VCU in the first half, George Washington looked like a drowning man. That was that, and you and there was no way to keep him from sinking. It was it was really a big time struggle for them. And, I, and the second half began the same way. I mean, they're they're down twenty nine, and then all of a sudden, you know, VCU just just kind of went to sleep there for about five six minutes. I mean, they, they George Washington, like Bruce Stevenson had said, had the sixteen to two run, and and again you saw it because Williams and Baldwin were off the floor. It just the, the offense just completely went away. And again, you know, this is two games in a row where. We're sitting here saying, well, they probably should have had 90 points. And it's true. They probably should have had 90 points, uh, given given how they were scoring in bunches in certain certain parts of the game. But let's let's give them some credit. They did have the issue with the turnovers. That's something Rhodes is gonna hammer on, which you should, because you can't go to you can't go to St. Bonaventure and have 17 turnovers and expect to win. But 19 assists tonight on 32 made baskets, led by Vince Williams, who is John Feinstein on the on the on the broadcast, rightly says, 
He's not worried about scoring because he, if he's not having a great night scoring, he's going to do everything else, which is something we've talked about a lot here. Eight assists tonight for Vince Williams. He could have had ten. Uh, yes, John, it'll, this is this is going to be the podcast. It'll be on. It'll be on. It'll be dropping tomorrow morning. Uh, but eight assists from Vince Williams, just superb. Some of the some of the passes, you know, took some you know took some great angles, and and he just again calm. We talked we talked about it a lot. Calm, uh, composed, thinks really thinks the game out there, and and lets the play develop, and and makes you know makes great choices. And LaSalle has got this ball, and I don't know what that guard was doing. They were down three with the ball, and the guard just went pell mell into the lane. Didn't even look at anybody else. Threw up a shot. It got blocked. Bon- say Bonaventure's got the rebounds going to the foul line. What in the world are you doing, son? Good gracious. But, yeah, Vince Williams tonight, just superb. 11 points, uh, eight assists, five boards. And, and, I mean, I think, he had, and I think he had some steals, too. Let's see here. I think he had some steals and blocks. Yeah, two blocks and two steals. I mean, really. And, and that's the other thing, too. VCU, 11 blocks tonight. That's when you know they're really cooking. Uh, when they're doing stuff, when they're doing something like that, when they're blocking that many shots, because I'll give George Washington some credit. Uh, you know, they were really, they really struggled uh, from the three-point line in the first half, and they they were actually three of seven in the second half. But I mean, they didn't take they didn't take a three until until the first one they hit, and I think that was with about six or seven minutes to go in the second half. The first three they took, they hit it. They were really they were just not even trying it. Uh, because it was not going in. Well, I guess St. Bonaventure missed either both free throws. Yeah, they must have missed both free throws. LaSalle tries a three, bricks that, but it goes out of bounds off St. Bonaventure, so LaSalle's going to get one more shot at this with 11 seconds left, see if they can tie the game with three and force overtime. And they earned the one and one, so if I was St. Bonaventure, I'd foul. That's what I would do. So we'll see what happens. They're taking a timeout in that game. But really, just it was, it was, uh, I mean, this was such a good effort. And again, don't let anybody tell you it's only blank because it was only LaSalle on Sunday, and LaSalle probably should have beat St. Bonaventure tonight. They're probably not going to. But St. Bonaventure, LaSalle had a great chance to beat St. Bonaventure tonight. St. Bonaventure, you know, granted, 25 day pause, that's what they're coming off of. But again, I, I, that excuse kind of doesn't hold that much water with me because how much, how long was the VCU pause? And they and they had games taken off, and then they went to Dayton coming off the pause and won. So, you know, the, the those excuses, some of those excuses you can you can you can kind of take, but look, you know, it's 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 we wouldn't be we wouldn't be cutting VCU kind of a break for that. We're not going to cut St. Bonaventure a break for that either. Um, Let's see here. Uh, by the way, the rebounding, we talked about how badly the Rams uh, throttled GW on the boards, and they end up winning the rebounding battle in the second half and end up plus 18. Um, well, let's see. Missed the three, didn't miss the tip. St. Bonaventure's going to the foul line here. They should win this game, the Bonnies, which you know it would have been a disaster if they'd have lost to LaSalle. My God. Uh, but yeah, VCU ends up plus eighteen on the uh, on the rebounding. But again, another another thing that they got that we got to talk about that we got to mention because they continue to struggle. VCU's plus six 
on offensive rebounds, 19 to 13, but they lose second chance points, 17 to 13. So, yeah, 19 offensive rebounds, 13 points, not enough there. But points off turnovers was really good again, 24 to 8 in VCU's favor. And considering there was only one turnover difference, that's that's really good from the Rams. That's what we need. There's another prick. Boy, LaSalle's uh, missing some – I mean, St. Bonavich is missing some free throws at the end here to give LaSalle another chance. We got one more here. It really needs to make this, or or we might get another crazy ending. Again, St. Bonavich has absolutely got a foul if this guy misses a free throw. Don't even let him get the three up. Um, here we go, second free throw. That's good, so that should be the win for the Bonnies. Uh, so it was just a lot of a lot of great a lot of great play tonight. You know, Keyshawn Curry, thirteen points, five boards. Baldwin gets six boards tonight. And remember, when your guards rebound, you're a good rebounding team. Well, the guards rebounded tonight. Six for Baldwin, five for Curry, five for Sahonis in only seventeen minutes. And Sahonis, you know, ten points in seventeen minutes. Yet again. He's, he's producing in a short amount of time. Nobody played more than 30 minutes, which is great. Good God, everybody scored except Nick Kern. But that's, you know, that's all right. Nick Kern had an assist tonight out there. Uh, you know, Deloach, Deloach had a couple of nice dunks. He gets seven boards, which except for Lindo Jr. Is, is the highest in the game for anybody. And I was just, I was so pleased with the mental attitude. I mean, yeah, they were, they were, times that they drifted in the game but let's be honest they're not they're not struggling to win an overtime like St. Bonaventure is and look that could make a big difference on Friday in Olean New York the fact that that St. Bonaventure's had to extend themselves like they have just to get past LaSalle while VCU's you know cruised home and nobody's played 30 minutes and and it's and it was easy for them tonight uh something else too free throws We've all been – there's been a lot of talk in our group, and rightfully so, about the free throws. They didn't get a ton of them tonight, but 10 out of 12, it's kind of – that's what you're looking for. You know, that's the sort of thing that, that, that you need to have, uh, that you need to be doing right when you get up to – when you get when you get these next two big games we've got. So even though they didn't get a ton of free throw opportunities, it was nice to see them, you know, Tighten that up because they, you know, that's been one of the few downsides of the last few games is the fact that, you know, they haven't they haven't made free throws, they haven't made free throws like they did, um, and and when you look at George Washington, you know, we talked about the turnovers. In the end, you know, thirty six percent from the field. Oh, thank you for saying that, Daniel. I, I I'll, I'll mention that in a moment. Uh, say Bonaventure wins by the way, eighty seventy six. You know, thirty six percent from the field. And they were only fifty percent from the foul line. I mean, I I want Jamie and Christian to do well because of his VCU ties and because he just seems like a good guy and has run a good program for has been a pretty good coach for a long time. But man, they, he's got some work to do uh, with with this team. And yeah, they've got a lot of transfers and they've had doggone COVID things and whatever. Uh, but golly Moses. Uh, I, I mean, I, I saw the Maryland game early in the year and thought, okay, you know, maybe he's got something cooking here. And it turned out Maryland wasn't that good. But they were really, I mean, they really were a drowning man in, in, in some parts of that game today. And it was just like, I, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned for them because they got to show some progress. And they're not, and, they, and at least to this point, they didn't look like much of it out there tonight. But, but I'll give them credit for at least 
fighting hard at the end of the game and 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 fighting the game out because that, that would have been easy not to do that, especially when it was, you know, 66-37 they were playing absolutely – they looked absolutely hopeless out there. Ooh, and Daniel Carter mentioned Baylor, uh, and Baylor might be about to take their first loss of the season, which, uh, it, you know, that's – and that's at home too, so that would be an unbelievable win for Texas Tech. Kind of don't want to see that. I kind of want to keep Baylor to keep on winning and rolling because it just makes looks BCU better and better. Given VCU gave him such a game down there in the Bahamas, so job done for VCU. First home game in a month, and 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 you know maybe there was a little bit of overexcitement in the start of the game because they missed some shots early and they were kind of all over the place. But then VCU got rolling and and turned this into this. And again, when you're a team that's expected to finish high up or you're high up. You're supposed to take a team like George Washington, and you're supposed to spike them. You're supposed to beat them soundly, and that's what VCU did tonight. And it sets them up for that big game Friday, Friday night in Olean, New York, against St. Bonaventure, who did win, so they are 1-0. It'll be interesting to see how their wind is in the second game back because, uh, you know, we talked about that, that, that you know, it, it's probably going to take them a while to get to get their to get their wind up and and their their starting five played pretty much the entire second half and overtime tonight against the Explorers. So VCU's got to use this depth. And you know Stockard came back tonight and gave them eleven minutes and was you know was all right. So they've got they've got everybody they've got everybody back in the tent. So VCU's got to use that defense to to wear on them. And work the clock on offense. I think the one thing I didn't like tonight that I saw a little too much of is there were a lot of early shots in the clock. If ever a game called for being patient on offense, working the clock, and making the other team defend for 30 seconds, this game on Friday does because they've just played an overtime game. They're playing the second game after a long COVID pause, 25 days. VCU can should be able to wear them down. And, of course, you know, we all know what happened in New York last year. That was one of the early episodes of this podcast was was that game in New York where VCU were absolutely scintillating in the first half. And then out of the locker room, it was, it was like they switched uniforms and Texas Tech has just won at Baylor. So Baylor is undefeated no, lore, no more, doggone it. So... It was pretty cool to see them being number one in Ken Palm, Ken Palm, the net, and the AP poll, and, and that will not be true. Two of those might still be true by the time the Monday comes out, but they'll probably not be number one in the uh, AP poll uh, next week, but whatever. Uh, VCU still looks good for it as well as they played against them. And fair play to Texas Tech. Daniel Carter pointed out they were down 15 at one point, so for them to come from that far back, uh, to win at Baylor is pretty good, and as Bruce Stevenson rightly says, that is the last undefeated team at, at exiting the building. So January 11th, pretty early. That's usually that's usually pretty early for something like that to have no undefeated teams, but that's what's happened. So, but yeah, that game in New York last year. I mean, I've I've seen the one the wheels fall off a team before. <sighs> It was one of the worst ones I've ever seen uh, from VCU in that second half. 
And I'm quite and I and I would bet, and I hope he actually does this. I hope that that Mike Rhodes shows him that tape and says, "Look, you know, you've you've, you've had some." You've had some of these moments in these games where we've been way ahead, where we haven't been mentally where we should be, and you've gotten away with it. Well, this is what it looks like when you don't get away with it. They got absolutely destroyed in the second half against St. Bonaventure. And again, with a team like that, the, the, the once the boulder started rolling down the hill, uh, there was no stopping it. I mean, it was, it, was, it was a sight to behold and not in a good way. And, you know... I had a lot of thoughts. I had a lot of thoughts after that game because I just couldn't believe that VCU could play that well for 20 minutes and then play that badly for the next 20. Um, but I, but I'll say this: uh, VCU's in a really good place right now. Seven straight wins, three and zero in the conference, continuing to build that base and that platform. And and I'll tell you, if they can go to St. Bonaventure and win, then we can start having some real conversations. Because yeah, St. Bonaventure's not great in the net, and they've had some struggles this year. And somebody compared them, uh, somebody compared them to the 2020 VCU Rams. It was Bruce Stevenson, uh, and the and the comparison at this point is apt. I don't think that they'll have the kind of collapse that VCU had because uh, I just I mean. I just, I just don't think. I think Mark Schmidt said is is a bit better at handling something like this than maybe Mike Rhodes was that year, uh, to be perfectly honest. But th- this is an opportunity here. If you go here and win, and you put that win next to the Dayton win, then even as good as Davidson is, you're stamping yourself as a favorite. You're laying down a marker. You're making a statement. You're showing everybody that you're the team. That everybody's going to have to deal with, and it, this is this is a tough run because they've got this game, they've got they've got this game with St. Bonaventure, then they turn right around, and I think Davidson's the next one after that. Let me check and make sure, but yeah, the Davidson is the next game after that at home. That's the rearranged game that was supposed to be played uh, the, se- the second day of the year uh, of the new year, and instead now we're playing that game, and this is. You know, this is this is the chance here. These next two games, if VCU could win these next two games and be five and zero in this league and haven't beaten, you know, three of the big three of the biggest of the big boys in this league, or three of the teams you'd expect to be up there, uh, whoo boy, I, that is that is that is going to be huge. So, you know, they've 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 done what they needed to do uh, these last two games. They they are finally. The offense is starting to click. This is back-to-back games with 80 points, so that's big. Because again, you need you. There are going to be nights when this team needs a margin for error, and it might come, and it might very well come in one of these next two games that we have in the next week. You know, St. Bonaventure Friday, Davidson Tuesday. So that being the case, it's great to see this offense really start to fire up. Uh, certainly Ace Baldwin has a lot to do with that. But tonight in particular, it was Vince Williams who was just masterful out there uh, distributing the basketball. And Ace, not bad. I mean, he has four assists, although he did have five turnovers, so you don't like seeing that. And it's funny, you know, Ace ends up with 16 points. So it's like him and Williams just decided to switch roles for the night, and, and that's pretty terrific. And then you've got, you know, seven other guys getting an assist. And you just love that. You absolutely love seeing that. 
And that's that's when you know VCU's cooking. When you have that many people getting an assist and, and you have more assists than turnovers, which again they had tonight. So look, you know, last two games they've they've blown away their high score for the year. Eighty two, you know, eighty five against LaSalle and they get eighty four tonight. You know, that's so much further than better than what they'd done previously. And at the right time too. So I gotta say I am as excited for these next two games as I possibly can be. Friday can't get here. Friday night can't get here soon enough. You know, I really want to see VCU take what happened last year and 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 channel it positively, saying, you know what? If we get up on them like that again, we are going to stomp the life out of them instead of letting them come back. And it's going to be tough because, uh, you know, St. Bonaventure is going to look at that and, of course, remember, you know, and, and say to themselves, you know, we can't do, we can't dig ourselves that hole again. Because if we do, they're not going to let us. They're not going to let us up this time. So that that's what they're going to be thinking. So, what an opportunity this is. This next week is what a what a massive opportunity. If you can get two wins here, then we can start having some serious conversations uh, about about you know NCAA tournament and a few other things that are going to be that are going to be you know in the in the picture frame for them if they can if they can pull these two off. So that's it for VCU Rams Rewind. Here's hoping that I can have a night similar to what I had tonight. Because if it is, I'll I'll get home almost as the game is going to start. So I am planning as long as as we don't get put through a nightmare. Uh, get th- put through the nightmare like uh, I have been since post Christmas. If I can have a night like I had today, if I can have a day like I had today, then I'll be in the game thread. We'll be all the normal stuff's going to happen. Uh, we're going to you know we'll have a live live post game recap in the Facebook group, the VCU Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, along with podcasts that would drop the next day. Also, if you're in the VCU Good, the Bad, and the Ugly group. VCU by the numbers will be out tomorrow. And I wanted to, you know, Wednesday is the day I like to do it. But, of course, usually, not always, but usually VCU plays on Wednesday. But I really wanted to wait and see, wait for this game to be played. Because if you've been in our group, you'll see that VCU actually moved up in the Ken Palm. But now that they've played this game, I want to see if they stay there. Um, and, yes, Daniel Carter, you're absolutely right. Whatever, If they walk out there with a W, whether it's one point or a drubbing or whatever, we're all going to be celebrating heartily uh, Friday night if they can do that. Because I mean, that, that last year, that I know that stung. And, of course, because they didn't get a chance to play St. Bonaventure again in the regular season, blowing that lead ended up costing them the A-10 regular season title. They ended up losing, you know, losing out on that by half a game. And when you have that kind of a lead in a game and you lose – you know, that sticks with you. So really want to see VCU make up for that. And, and you know what I hope, and I think and what I hope is we really get a real, you know, real crazy crowd uh, so that VCU and the young ones especially can experience that because that's going to be good for them. I ho- I'm hoping that we get, that we get a St. that we get a, you know, that, that arena packed and loud and crazy. Cause I want, I want that experience for the young Rams because it will only benefit them. So that's the plan Friday. Hopefully I'm, I'm going to be home on time, be able to watch the whole game or most of it, uh, hang out with you folks. It'll be great. I'm looking forward to it. 
man, these next two games, I can't wait. I'm already, it's like, it's terrible because it's Tuesday and we got three days to go, but it's like, I wish it was Friday already. And then when that happens, especially if they win, I'll wish it was next Tuesday already because I'm just so excited with where this team is going and the direction they're heading in. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for the comments, the game thread, and in the post, in the video here in the VCU Good and Bagley Ugly group. And remember, Lady Nolans in, the, in Richmond, great Cajun food. Go there, patronize them. Wonderful sponsors of our podcast. Thank you all for listening. Have a good night, everybody. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.